0: Join Anthony Esselin, John Warwick Montgomery, Beverly Yonke, Mark Haltoff, Ryan Anderson, Todd Wilkin, and yours truly for the fall 2018 Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference Friday, November 9th and Saturday, November 10th in Dallas, Texas. To learn more, register at issuesetc.org. It's time for another edition of Fighting for the Faith. Tuesday, August 21st, 2018. You know, it's like we hit heretical gold. It's fool's gold, but man. Today's episode hope you're sitting down it's cuckoo banana town the podcast thank you for tuning in you're listening to fighting for the faith my name is chris Rosebro. i am your servant in jesus christ and this is the program that dishes up a daily dose of biblical discernment the goal of which help you to think biblically help you to think critically and help you to slow down stop open up your bible and compare compare what people are saying in the name of God to the word of God no shortage of crazy things being said out there and we take the time to open up God's word to compare and contrast what the most popular pastors preachers teachers conference speakers self-proclaimed prophets prophetesses uh-huh self-appointed apostles and apostolates, yep, and those generally put forward by the evangelical industrial complex as those whom we need to be listening to, whose books apparently we need to be buying and whose small group curricula we should be studying instead of the Word of God. Yeah, weird how that works. Over and again, we demonstrate that the steady diet of doctrine that's put forward For consumption by the average evangelicals, far from biblical, far from what God's Word says, it's like not even close, and the insanity just gets more insane. That's the best way I could put it. So this this program is a ministry designed to help you understand what God's Word says, and believe me, what it actually says is so much better than what people are saying today today. So much more comforting and greater uh, than what's uh, being spewed forth. That uh, we want you to actually be protected from the false teachers, but at the same time, to really start to begin to tap into the rich depth that is the Word of God. So, all right. Now, today's Tuesday, and you'll note that there was no Monday episode of Fighting for the Faith, and that was actually. For a very specific reason. I mentioned it last week, and the reason being is because my wife and I had our 30th wedding anniversary. That's right. I've been married for 30 years. Yeah, I'm getting old. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, my wife and I got back. We got married all the way back there in 1988. Yes, sirree, Bob. Anyway. Uh, so uh, we had we had a lovely evening together, night out, and uh, just enjoyed uh, a little bit of time together. And so I figured thirty years of marriage is uh, is worthy of um, having. A, uh, well, taking the day off and enjoying it with my bride. I think you get the idea. But we're back at it today, and oh boy. <laughs> so um I'm going to have to play our warning before we get into the program, and when you hear our warning, which is one of our historic warnings, by the way, here uh we've been playing this warning for many years now uh but uh when you hear our warning, you need to know something here is is that this warning is not hyperbolic we're not engaging in any kind of uh you know over the top you know trying to say something is nuts when it isn't nuts no this this program is nuts that's the best way i can put it it's just absolutely crazy go nuts cuckoo banana town it's wow okay we're gonna start we're gonna ease into the insanity (laughs) yeah this is not exactly easing in but we're gonna start off with katie sousa as she explains to us how to take dominion In your region, yeah. Have you ever wanted to know how you can take dominion in your region? Well, the first thing you got to do is heal your soul. We'll learn about that. But uh, apparently this is something that we're supposed to be doing, yeah. So uh, we will be uh, listening to Katie Souza spew forth this theology, and then you need a seatbelt. You need some duct tapes. You need some bendy straws. You need a tinfoil pyramid hat. Uh, We're going to be heading over to Bethel Church in Redding, California. And at Bethel Church in Redding, California, we're going to listen to a a message delivered in March of this year by Georgian Banoff. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) let let me tell you the name of the segment. I hope you're sitting down. You may not want to sit down after this. But the name of the segment, I've named it uh the name of it is heavy hemorrhoid issues mm-hmm. yeah so uh that uh we'll explain that along the way and we'll even uh, be noting that uh you know if you think that Bethel Church in Redding California is like a flagship of sound biblical teaching and true experiences uh with uh, God the Holy Spirit and stuff like that yeah yeah, no, no, not even close. In fact, uh, Georgie and Bonoff uh, taking a, a, a page out of Katie Seuss's book about taking dominion in the segment we'll be listening to. He literally is going to decree and declare Redding, California, to be uh, a crime-free zone. Yep, and we'll even ver- verify the effectiveness of this decreeing and declaring today. Uh, spent some time on the phone with the uh, Reading Police Department, and uh, and uh, they, well, they helped me out. Let's just put it that way. So, uh, somewhere in there, we're going to have to take a break. Yeah, we do that too, and uh, and then we'll do an extended segment as we dissect and take a look at the anatomy of uh, of of a money scam. We're going to listen to Rod Parsley and Coy Barker. And uh, and how they fleece, literally fleece uh, people, you know, for money. Twist God's word, and oh, the me, the way they do it. These guys are just sleazeball slick, is the best way I could put it. And then in hour number two, we're heading down to Planet Shakers again as we listen to David McCracken explain to us about accessing heaven. Yeah, accessing heaven. Yeah, so we will re-release the McCracken in our number two. So that's today's episode of Fighting for the Faith, and I I mean this. I strongly recommend that you grab some kind of safety equipment as we launch into this episode. You know, this one is way out there. That's the best way I can put it, but make yourself comfortable. We've got a lot of ground we need to cover and, uh, and since we're going to start with one of our historic warnings, let's go ahead and get that out of the way and then get right into it. Here we, here we go.
1: Warning, fighting for the faith can be dangerous to your health. Listening with caution is strongly urged while doing any of the following activities, operating heavy, deadly equipment, playing Farmville, or any time-wasting brain-numbing activity for sudden awakening at the sound of a particularly stupid isogetical statement could cause neck strain.
0: Looted Right, that's uh, Robert Tilton and who Babaconda. So uh, heading over to uh, Katie Sousa's YouTube channel, and uh, we'll be paying close attention to the doctrine that she will be setting forth as she explains to us how each and every one of us can individually take dominion in our individual regions. Yeah, apparently this is uh, a biblical doctrine, and we're going to note something here at the beginning. Um, Katie Sousa is not somebody who I have seen any evidence has met the biblical qualifications to be teaching anybody, anything, anywhere in the, in Christ's church. Yeah. I mean, just because you go from cooking meth to, you know, claiming to be filled with the Holy spirit doesn't actually qualify you to be a Bible teacher in Christ's church. you know, just kind of pointing out the obvious, but, uh, Here's yeah, ahem, Katie Souza. Here we go.
2: Hi, I'm Katie Souza, and you're watching Healing Your Soul, Real Keys to the Miraculous. Last week, you learned about how to get healed of all the wounds in your soul that were causing you and your family to catch every sickness that might be going around.
0: Yeah, really. Uh, where in the Bible do we learn how to heal every wound in my soul so that I don't catch a cold or a flu?
2: Well, this week... We're going to be talking about getting dominion over regions of land. How many of you have ever...
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't help it. It's a, that line from Monty Python comes to mind about, you know, huge tracts of land. Anyway,
2: received a word that you were going to take your neighborhood, your city, or even your nation for Christ. How do you cultivate that kind of regional anointing? Believe it or not, you do it by...
0: I need to cultivate a regional anointing?
2: What? ...cultivate that kind of regional anointing. Believe it or not, you do it by getting your soul healed.
0: No way. This is like the solution to every problem that uh, Katie Sousa wants to give you. Uh, it, It always involves healing your soul in one way or another.
2: When I first learned about the soul, I was touring the United States teaching that revelation, and every time I went to a new state or location, I would get sick. Pretty soon, God showed me that I had wounds in my soul that were in common with the regions of land I was ministering in.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a hard, and I mean hard, 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 So, let's finish. I mean, the stupid it
2: burns. As I got those wounds healed, my regional anointing began to increase, and I stopped getting sick. (laughs) Your regional anointing, really? Seeing more miracles happening in my meetings. Many of you have been called to start a healing ministry inside your church or, or take the drug-infested neighborhood of your city or to preach the gospel around your country or even around the world. Let me tell you, the key to success in this pursuit is getting your soul healed. Then you will carry a powerful regional anointing.
0: Oh, my. Oh, my. I, I'm just feeling like I, 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 there, was an, a, a, there was a great disturbance in the force and a bazillion of my brain cells cried out all at once and then just died.
3: Ah! And in this program, we're going to talk about how demonic influence can gain access to your life if you have a wound inside your soul that's in common with that spirit. Listen to what Jesus says in John 14, okay? He says this, I will not talk with you much more, for the prince, the evil genius ruler of the world, is coming, and he has no claim on me. Now listen to this, he has nothing in common with me, he has nothing in me that belongs to him, so he has no power over me.
0: Okay, you know, uh, John 14, Okay, so, um, so apparently the reason why the devil has no power over Jesus is because he has nothing in common with Jesus. Okay, I'm looking for that text now. I'm stalling, as you can tell, <laughs> as I scroll through John 14. Um Found it. Found it. It's at the end of the chapter. <clears throat> John four twenty eight. Context, context, context. Jesus said, You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you, before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do, as the Father has commanded me, so the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. Now, I'm not sure what translation she was reading from, but I'm pretty sure that the Greek ain't going to support her either. Um, so I will no longer talk much with you. The ruler of this world is coming, okay? Erkataigar, ha, to Cosmu, okay, in Archon, and he has no, not, okay, and he has no claim on me. Yeah, the uh, the Greek pretty much just spells that out, that uh, that the ruler of this world uh, that he has no claim on Jesus. I, I'm pretty sure that Katie Sousa added some stuff there to the Bible. Uh, let me back that up and see what she said again. Um, I'll throw in maybe 25 seconds. See what she says. What
3: Jesus says in John 14. Okay. Okay. Says this: I will not talk with you much more. Yeah. For the prince, the evil genius ruler of the world is coming. And he has no claim on me. Now listen to this. He has nothing in common with me. He has nothing in me.
0: That's not what the text says at all.
3: That belongs to him. So he has no power over me.
0: Yeah, you just added a whole bunch of stuff to the Bible that ain't there. Uh, The ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me. The end. That's pretty much all Jesus said there. You added a whole bunch of other words, Katie.
3: Think about it. Amen. Jesus saying, look, Satan's coming, but I don't have anything in me that's in common. So he has no power over me. There was nothing in Jesus' spirit. There was nothing in Jesus' soul. There was nothing in Jesus that was in common with the enemy, and that is why the enemy had no power over him.
0: Oh yeah, see, it had nothing to do with the fact that you know Jesus is you know God in human flesh, you know the Son of God incarnate. No, that you no, know, the reason why is because Jesus didn't have a wounded soul, and therefore he had nothing in notice by adding to the biblical text that Katie Sousa has discovered in the Bible by putting it in there. Um, it's kind of like finding Easter eggs that you, uh, you know, you put in your backyard. You know, a month or so ago, you say, "Oh, look, I found an Easter egg." You know, you put it there. Yeah, you just forgot about it. Anyway, so she put this into the biblical text, and then discovers in the Bible the doctrine of, uh, "Oh, yeah, as long as you don't have anything in common with the territorial spirit thingies, then the, you know, whoa, your your healed soul can then do powerful things like Jesus's." uh, sold it because he had nothing in common with the devil oh my goodness
3: he came as a man he came as a man and he's showing us in this statement how
0: yeah actually jesus is the god man let me give you a text on that real quick uh romans chapter one says this quite succinctly uh here's what it says uh verse uh, i'll start Uh, At uh, verse 1, just because of the context, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scripture concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. You see, Jesus. Is, yeah, he's got a divine nature and human nature, and there's not two Jesuses. There's only one. He's the God man. So, you know, what she's saying here is false Christology, straight up.
3: We as men can have total power over the enemy. We will when we have nothing in common with the enemy.
0: Right. So you got to heal your soul so that you have nothing in common with the enemy, and then, you know, You'll be just like Jesus who came to us as a man. This woman's a rank heretic. She has no clue what she's doing. She's going to have to explain all of this to the God-man Jesus when she stands before him on the Day of Judgment and explain all of these blasphemies that she's spewing. And she has no authority whatsoever to actually be teaching anybody anything in Christ's church. Wow is all I have to say. Moving along. Remember, we're still under our warning.
4: Down at an English fair, one evening I was there When I heard a showman shouting underneath the flare
0: I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts There they are standing in a row Big one, small one, some as big as your head Give them a twist, a flick of the wrist, that's what the showman said I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts Every ball you throw will make me rich There stands me wife, the idol of me life Singing roll a ball, a penny, a pitch Singing roll a ball, a penny, a pitch Singing rollerball
5: Roll a bowl a ball,
0: roll a ball, sing and roll a bowl a ball, a penny, a All right, so this is going to be uh, what we'll call a representative sample of the high biblical scholarship and doctrinal, biblical doctrinal fidelity that uh, is what makes the preaching at Bethel Church in uh, Redding, California. Uh, case in point, uh, they, back in March, invited Georgian Bonoff to once again regale them with his stories of his spiritual exploits. And, oh my, uh, oh my, all I can say is that the fact that Bethel has not yet issued a, an apology and a doctrinal retraction for the nonsense that this man spewed in the name of Jesus and the blasphemies that came from his mouth, all I can say is it's telling. And let me put it this way. We are about to bust the chops, and I mean this. We are going to bust the chops of Georgie and Bonoff, who at partway through this segment of the sermon that we're listening to will be declaring Redding, California, to be a uh, crime-free zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, crime-free zone, and uh, we'll note that uh, we have data from uh, from Redding, California, from the police department there uh, that, uh, well, will either validate or obliterate uh, Georgian Bonoff's decreeing and declaring abilities. Apparently he clearly has a wound in his soul still because of his inability to take dominion over the crime in Redding, but we'll talk about that when the time comes. So without any further ado, hope you're sitting down. Here's Georgian Bonov. Thank
6: you. I mean, Romania is just gyps- gypsies. Just three million gypsies. Bulgaria has many as well. So one his favorite people. And they're mainly...
0: Now, he's going to talk about a city in Bulgaria and make claims that uh, no one's verified yet. But uh, everyone there at uh, Bethel will be clapping and applauding uh, the claims that he'll be making.
6: Garbage collectors and... And uh, they, they're hard workers, actually, or, or cherry pickers or something like that. Or in Bulgaria, they're the rose, rose pickers because Bulgaria, in the middle of Bulgaria, is the ra- largest rose valley of of, of, rose of the world. And all French perfume comes from Bulgarian roses. And, and, and gypsies are the pickers. And it's a hard work. You can only pick r- r- for rose oil between like 4 or 5 in the morning when the dew comes. And once the sun comes up and the dew evaporates, that's it. There's there's no more oil. Oil, the rose oil is inside the dew. And so, as soon as the the dew comes up at 4 o'clock or so, they start picking fast and dark. And it's hard work. Anyways, it's her favorite people. I say her, it's mine too. But I've adopted them because she's in love with the poorest of the poor. And, 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 uh, so we go there every year. And
0: now he's talking about his wife, Winnie.
6: This particular neighborhood that I mean, violent neighborhood. I mean, selling women and pimps and drug lords and so on and so forth, violent. And, and yet there's a, a little church there that, uh, just love Jesus. And they, in 95, we brought this corporate anointing.
0: Yeah, that would be the so-called Toronto blessing.
6: Love and, you know, intoxication in the Holy Spirit. How many love that?
0: Where in the Bible does it talk about intoxication in the Holy Spirit? And it actually doesn't say that in the day of Pentecost. Neither Peter nor any of the other apostles who were filled with the Spirit, you know, with tongues of fire on the day of Pentecost, were actually behaving in a drunken fashion. Mm-hmm.
6: Woo! You know, you don't bother me to get intoxicated anytime. It doesn't interrupt me at all. Or if you rejoice or anything. What in, what bothers me more is like...
0: So go ahead and just get intoxicated in the Spirit any you like there at Bethel you know, while Georgian is teaching, because, yeah, he would rather have you do that than what he's demonstrating right now.
6: No, I'm kidding. I don't care what you do. <laughs> I'm just too drunk to care. Anyway. Anyway. I'm just too
0: drunk to care. Yeah. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Apparently he's lost that.
1: Oh.
6: So, so the, the, the leader of this little church, I mean, it was all Muslim, uh, the whole neighborhood, uh, just, just on fire for Jesus. And he loved this anointing. And, and so he says, come to our neighborhood and give us this, this blessing, you know. And so we did. And it hit this young leader and the whole little church just exploded. And, and because we, we do every night meetings. I mean, part of this anointing is intoxicated and addictive
0: you intoxicating and an addictive anointing. Where in the Bible are we led to expect that God the Holy Spirit would do that?
6: You're addicted to His presence. I'm not joking. Thank God for you, because it would be a lonely night. Imagine tonight without this. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Bill, for, for stirring it, for, for wanting it, for encouraging it. Wow, and 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 so, anyway, so we since this anointing has fallen, we minister every night because people are hungry for this every night Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
0: And now there's people somewhere in the back there completely losing it and just laughing uncontrollably
6: with these crazy students. I mean, they don't. They're just riotous, you know? And, 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 uh, you should see our school. It, it, it takes, it takes, it's kind of like, you know, when they do the rugby or the football and the piles, that's what happens during the worship. And it takes 10 to 15 minutes to get them to their chairs. And, 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 it's kind of a dilemma. Heaven forbids to stop. Okay, stop it, get up and go there. No, he can't do that. And in fact, if Winnie teaches, she says, Oh, you're fine here, I don't care, so she's just preaching away. Anyways, this church in this neighborhood worship every night, guys, for since ninety six. Every night. Woo! Oh like to, over twenty years now. And guess what? The presence of God has camped not in the, the little church in the middle of the neighborhood, but on the entire neighborhood.
0: So the whole neighborhood, you know, God's presence camps there. You know, think like Book of Exodus kind of stuff. Is, is, is the presence a, a f- p- pillar of fire by night and cloud by day? You know, do you guys have a tent of meeting and stuff there?
6: And as a result... Crime ended. Drug lords are gone. No more selling women. So there's no crime anymore in that
0: neighborhood of Bulgaria. We don't know the name of the town, so we can't verify this claim.
6: No more selling children. No more doing drugs. Gone. All gone. All gone. And the police... Now, this is in a city record. I'm not exaggerating. In a police... In a city record, the police have not gone in their neighborhood for 20 years.
0: Yeah, what's the name of the town? I'd like to talk
6: to the police there. That's what the presence of God does. So I'm just releasing. You're doing that. You're changing the city, but I'm just, I'm just agreeing with you that 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 Reading will be a no no crime zone. No. Crime zone, no crime zone, freedom from crime, releasing the presence of the Lord, releasing the simplicity of praise, of worship.
0: All right, so he released that back in March. Now, uh, today did a little bit of research and uh, found the Reading Police Department's uh, website, actually had the opportunity to speak to the uh, administrative assistant uh, to Roger Moore the chief of police there and what was fascinating uh, was that i sent, i told her i was a member of the media told her i was with pirate christian media and that we were doing uh, a follow up uh, to a claim regarding uh You know a prophetic declaration that was made in March over at Bethel, and I said, "I just have one question to ask, and that is is that is reading now a crime free zone and um she kind of chortled and guffawed uh in with incredulity and uh i you know I literally invited the chief of police onto uh this program. And he, he he decided not to come on the program, but his administrative assistant said, on our website, there is a crime map, and the crime map breaks down all of the crimes that have been reported in Reading by month, and you can actually see what type yeah, it is. And so when you click on the so you know, we're at the uh, city and you click on their crime map, let me show you what comes up. So you see, you know, kind of a Google Earth looking thing here, the Reading crime map, and and let me zoom in. Let me zoom in to the city of Reading. So you know, you, you don't think that we're up to anything nefarious. There's the city of Reading from the Reading crime map, and uh, when you click on the stacks, you know, you can look at crime. You and it's broken out. So uh, let's take a look at like February. Wow, sounds like the city of chicago anyway um we we 'll look at the at the at the month of february the the month before uh they they released this uh declaration that uh, reading was going to be crime free and you 'll note you can click on the different things here you know on uh, on February 6th at 2 a.m., there was a theft, and you, you kind of get the idea of where it took place. It was another theft there. And then, uh, well, look, on the 17th, there was an aggravated assault. Uh, here we've got a, a vehicular theft. And, and you'll note, I mean, it, it just really looks like there's a lot of criminal activity uh, that went on there in February of this year. Now, the the, the, the declaration by and Bonoff was on... Was in March, so you know. Let's let's check April, huh? <laughs> um, okay. Um, let's check May. May should be crime free because Reading is now a crime free zone. Let's let's check. Um, well, yeah, May is wow. There's a lot going on in May there too. Um, how about June? I'm sure by then, you know, that they, they they were a crime. No, not at all. Um, wow. So, I mean, let's take a look at the June stats here, shall we? Let's see here. R, there was a robbery on June 18th at 2 a.m. And then uh, on that street, petty theft over there. That looks like a car theft to me. Why is the house there? Oh, there was a burglary at someone's house on June 9th. Um, another car theft, uh, motor vehicle theft on June 5th, um, boy, there's a lot of activity there. In fact, it I didn't hear anything. And I asked uh, the administrative assistant to the chief of police there. Again, his name is Roger Moore, uh, no relation to uh, the guy who played 007. But uh, Roger Moore's assistant, I asked, if would there be any layoffs any anytime soon, now that uh, Redding is a cr- crime-free zone? And <laughs> she thought... I would lost my mind. So again, this is just statistical data that you know, and like your data that's available on the website for the city of Reading, and I was pointed to this by the chief of police, uh, who uh, has definitively uh, helped us come to the conclusion that since the release of this prophetic declaration that uh, reading would be crime, a crime-free zone in march that it has that de- prophetic declaration has not come to pass hmm. all right we're going to pause <clears throat> the uh, stories here of uh, georgian bonoff and uh, we'll get back to them on the other side of the break if you'd like to email me regarding anything you've heard on this edition or any previous editions of Fighting for the Faith, you can do so. My email address is talkback at fightingforthefaith.com, or you can subscribe on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Pirate Christian. Follow me on Twitter, my name there at Pirate Christian. Quick break when we come back. The, the finale of uh, Georgian Bonoff's stories, including heavy hemorrhoid issues. And then we'll get to uh, Rob Parsley and Coy Barker. Stay tuned; don't want to miss them. We'll be right back. Peter, James, John, and Paul are all dead. That means there are no living apostles in the church today. You're listening to Fighting for the Faith. You're
7: listening to
5: Pirate Christian Radio. We'll be taking your false doctrine now. <laughs> Since Church Day Select. Hey guys, it's Rex here. I know that you've all been hearing about Stephen Furtick's latest book, Greater. Well, I took the time to check it out, and I have to say that I was greatly underwhelmed. For example, in his book, he talks about Elisha burning his plows in order to follow Elijah. For some reason, Furtick then asks us to do the same. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Furtick only gave you half the story. Where in your book does it tell everyone to sacrifice their oxen and cook their carcasses over your burning plows, Furtick? Nowhere. That's why I'm taking it one step further with my new book, Greater Than or Equal To. You think Furtick's book was bad? Well, my book will do it better, better. I'm not a wimp like Furtick. I do it all. That's right. Not only did I burn my plows like Elisha, but I took my oxen and I sacrificed them with my bare hands. I moved on from that, and I'm now living it up like John the Baptist. I wear a camel's hair jacket with my Bible pants and eat locusts with wild honey. I added some chipotle sauce for flavor. I guess it worked. Anyway, got another question for you, Furtick. Ever heard of Hosea? Well, you conveniently skipped the whole part about marrying a prostitute. Well, I did it. On top of that, I'm cooking the locusts tonight for my new wife. Just like Ezekiel. I'm cooking my food over poop. It's so awesome. So watch out, Verdict. Greater than or equal to is way better than your book, you pansy. We preach the gospel to them.
4: What if, um, the heretic doesn't repent?
5: Then we throw them in the boo box. (laughs) To err is to heretic. To r is to pirate. Get yourself over to www.piratechristianradio.com forward slash refermanda and purchase yourself a copy of the game refermanda and join the fight for the faith today. Hey you.
9: Yeah, you. Listening
5: to this program right now. Have you ever found yourself wishing there was more Fighting for the Faith content that you could listen to and share with your friends? Well, you're in luck, because we now, at Pirate Christian Media, have a YouTube channel that we upload content to on a weekly basis. We got programs like Twist Busters, You Don't Have to Be a Cessationist, Messed Up Church, Exclusive Skype Interviews, Pirate Gang Conversations, and our most popular segment, Dumpster Fire. So if you're looking for some extra pirate Christian media goodness in your life, head on over to YouTube and search for Fighting for the Faith and subscribe.
0: morning, listening to Fighting for the Faith could cause you to think that people need to get back to actually what the Bible says and put out these false teachers, tellers of tall tales. Just a reminder, Fighting for the Faith, this is listener-supported radio. That means we depend upon you and your generous gifts and financial contributions in order to continue to bring Fighting for the Faith. To you and to the world, and you can partner with us. It is a partnership. Visit our website, fightingforthefaith.com. When you get there, you'll see our three friendly yellow buttons. One says donate. The other says join our crew. The other says become a patron. When you join our crew, you get to pick your rank in our crew, and rank is based upon your monthly commitment. Lowest rank is Powder Monkey at $9.95 a month. After that, Gunner's made at twenty-four ninety-five a month. From there, Master Gunner at 49 95 a month, and then Quartermaster, ninety-nine ninety-five a month. Joining our crew is a great way to support us. Of course, if you'd like to make a one-time contribution, click on the Donate button. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, click on the Become a Patron button. And if you'd like to support us the traditional way, you can make your gift payable to fighting for the faith, and then send it to post office box 13344 Grand Forks, North Dakota, zip code 58208. And let me thank you for your support. We truly, honestly cannot do what we are doing here without it. All right, let's head back to Bethel Church as we listen to Georgian Bonoff uh, regaling us with stories regarding uh, crime rates plummeting in, in Bulgaria in this small town and, and releasing a, uh, a, a, an anointing uh, so that uh, uh, Redding, California, will be a crime-free zone. And then well, I hope you're sitting down because he's going to be talking about, no joke, heavy hemorrhoid issues. Here we go.
6: ...of adoration. Oh! I just, I just release you to go out in the streets and just worship. This is wonderful. This is training ground, but go out. Go out and worship on any corner. Just get your guitar and just, just sing. And, or from door to door. It doesn't matter. Just like a caroling on Christmas. Just sing. Oh! Worship, that's what she makes us do. She makes us bring out instruments and, and just serenade. Wow. So so I'm just, I want to play this video if you want to see and see yourself coming with us if you're into that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, we
0: worship. So this is a recruiting uh, lecture on his part. He wants people to come to his school, you know, in, the, in, uh, in Romania, Bulgaria area.
6: Everywhere. We worship in, in, in a, in the West Banks, we worship in in in, a, in inside hospitals where the wounded soldiers in Israel. We worship inside army bases. We do just like this. Come on, the kingdom of God is invading. Do you know one of our friends in Israel? Uh, 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 what do you call messianic? A uh, friend, believer, uh, Jewish believer, but leader, um, in Ashdod, isn't that the right? Is Ashkat or Ashdod? Ashdod.
0: Ashdod. Yeah.
6: It's where the presence of where the where the ark was. Remember it, the presence gave the enemy. Uh, remember hemorrhoids. Am I right? I'm not exaggerating. I'm not. Exaggerating. It, it, I'm not. So the presence of
0: God gave the enemy hemorrhoids. <laughs> I
6: know what text he's referring to, and no, it wasn't hemorrhoids. Making fun of it, it, it was it was miserable, right? So the those guys who held the how many read the Bible? I'm not I'm not making this this is true. Like like if you if you don't were elite yield to the presence. Who knows what will happen? I don't guarantee you. I don't know. Might as well worship. And anyway, these guys did not worship. They're just like, mm, no way, you know. And boom, they got heavy hemorrhoid issues. And so they realized it.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so the people in Ashdod refused to worship. So God gave them heavy hemorrhoid issues. No. <laughs> no. No. That's not how that went down. The text in question is found in 2 Samuel. And we'll note in 2nd, it's 2 Samuel chapter 5. And in 2nd Samuel chapter 4, if you want to read the context, um, the, the children of Israel lost a battle against the Philistines. And this was really uh, God's judgment against the high priest and his sons Hophni and Phinehas who were fornicating with the women at the tabernacle and and the high priest did nothing to stop them and so God actually had Samuel you know spoke to Samuel and gave a prophecy that God was going to judge you know the, you know the house of uh, Eli for this sin and so the ark of the covenant was captured in the battle that you can read that in 1 Samuel Four, here's what happens, and the Philistines capture the Ark of the Covenant and bring it into their territory, bring it into their land. And we'll read what happened. When the Philistines captured the Ark of God, they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it up into the house of Dagon and set it beside Dagon. Dagon is a a false god, kind of looks like a merman. He's kind of like a half-fish, half-man kind of guy. And so when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the Ark of Yahweh. So they took Dagon, put him back in his place. But when they rose early on the next morning, behold, Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the Ark of the Lord. The head of Dagon and both of his hands were lying cut off. On the threshold, so much for coexisting, right? Yeah, Yahweh doesn't coexist with false gods. O- only the trunk of Dagon was left to him, and this is why the priests of Dagon and all who enter the house of Dagon do not tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. The hand of Yahweh was heavy against the people of Ashdod, and he terrified and afflicted them with, and here's the word techor, uh, with the uh, tumors. That's the actual word, Techor, tumors, both Ashdod and its territory. And when the men of Ashdod saw how things were, they said, The Ark of the God of Israel must not remain with us, for his hand is hard against us and against Dagon our God. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, What shall we do with the Ark of the God of Israel? And they answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be brought around to Gath. So they brought the ark of the God of Israel there. But afterward, they brought it around. The hand of the Lord was against the city, causing a very great panic. And he afflicted the men of the city, both young and old, so that tumors, techor, broke out on them, and they sent the ark of God to Ekron, But as soon as the Ark of God came to Ekron, the people of Ekron cried out that they had brought around uh, around to us the Ark of God of Israel to kill us and our people. So they sent, therefore, gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the Ark of the God of Israel and let it return to its own place, that it may not kill us and our people. For there was deathly panic throughout the whole city, and the hand of God was very heavy there. And the men who did not die were struck with tumors, not hemorrhoids, and the city of uh, the cry of the city went up to heaven. So that's the story. They ended up sending the ark of God back, and they had and they had made golden rats and golden tumors, uh, you know, as uh, as an offering to God when they sent it back. But uh, uh, <clears throat> uh and Bonoff uh, is under the belief that. Um, they refused to worship God, and so God gave them heavy hemorrhoid issues. I'm going to back that up just a little bit. Listen again.
6: Do you know one of our friends in Israel? A uh, 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 what do you call messianic uh, friend, believer, uh, Jewish believer, but leader um, in Ashdod? Isn't that the right? Is Ashkat or Ashdod? Ashdod. It's where the presence of where the camp, where the ark was. Remember. He, the presence gave the enemy, uh, remember hemorrhoid? Am I right? I'm not mag- I'm not exaggerating. It, it, I'm not making fun of it. It, it was, it was miserable, right? So the, those guys who held the, how many read the Bible? I'm not, I'm not making this, this is true. Like, like, if you, if you don't, Lead, yield to the presence. Who knows what will happen? I don't guarantee you. I don't know. Might as well worship. And... Anyway, these guys did not worship. They're just like, mm, no way, you know. And boom, they got heavy hemorrhoid issues. And so, they realized it's from that arc of this presence. So, they made, made huge hemorrhoid gold like offerings. And then, go, go, go. So, they... They released it, right? I'm not. I'm not making this up. This is a Bible story.
0: <laughs> so there you go. First time ever taught in the history of Christianity and even Judaism, the uh, the story of the heavy hemorrhoid issues <laughs> that afflicted the Philistines of Ashdod and Ekron and Gath because of the <laughs> refusal. To worship the Lord. Yeah, nothing but solid, top-notch biblical scholarship going on there at Bethel Church in Redding, California. What an embarrassment. They need to issue an apology to the entire body of Christ and everybody there for the nonsense that they permit to be spewed forth from their stage. You can't even call that a pulpit. Moving along...
4: Want no loving. Don't want no lovin', don't want no kissin', don't want no gal to call me honey, don't want my name in the Hall of Fame. Just want a big fat pile of money <laughs> Give me that almighty dollar for that lettuce, hear me holler Give me buckets full of ducats let me walk around and waller in Mazuma El Dinero, wanna be a millionaire oh, Give me money, money,
5: money, money, money,
4: money. I want that green ammunition, that's the stuff for which I'm wishing Fill my closets with deposits, I'm a demon in addition Give me shackles, give me pesos, let me see their smiling faces Money, 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 money. You Wanna get me a suit? That's made out of loot and whistle to wear it in green. I got that monetary itis, like to be just like King Midas. Want that golden touch, is what I mean. Give me that old double eagle. Want that tender that is legal and financially substantially. Any sum I can inveigle. Want a living regal splendor with that loving legal tender. Money, 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 money.
0: Yeah, that's Dr. Teeth and money, money, money. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <Teeth and> So uh, we're heading over to the um, the website for Rod Parsley and his program titled Breakthrough. And we're going to listen to literally one of the most sleazeball attempts at basically fleecing people and manipulating God's Word for the purpose of making money, basically exploiting people with false words. That's literally what we're going to be seeing or hearing And uh, we'll be listening to Rod Parsley and his partner in crime, Coy Barker, as they try to explain to people how this, this, this is the season. That something's going to change and every, oh, God's going to do abundantly more than you could ever possibly think or imagine. Oh, it's all going to come true for you. Yeah. And what they're really up to is making a lot of money. That's what this is all about. Here we go.
9: You know, they're just those moments, aren't there? Yeah. First time you met your spouse. Yeah. Moment. Moments. First day of school. Yeah. Quite a moment. Yeah. When you first felt God place his hand on your heart to welcome you into his
0: kingdom. The first time I felt a televangelist hands on my wallet. It was a moment. Indeed.
9: Quite a moment. You're in for one of those today mm. on your breakthrough. I am. Just get ready. I'm ready. I'm not shouting. <laughs> I'm not running. I'm not screaming. No, because the anointing is just too heavy it right now. Heavy. Right oh, God, now. Right.
0: Yeah. See, and there's Quay Barker. You know, just oh, it is. Yes, the anointing's too heavy for me to shout. Oh, it just is. And so now they're bouncing off of each other. What do you mean the anointing's too heavy for you to shout? What kind of nonsense is that? And so already the manipulation has begun. So he's put the bait out, trying to draw you in. And Coy Barker is there going, Oh, yes, I affirm that what this fellow is saying is 100% real. It's totally true. Yeah, wait until you see I mean, the money on Coy Barker's body in his wardrobe wow this guy is impressive in that sense but we continue
9: now right now right now. to take you from where you are yeah not just to where you dreamed you'd be right just a little bit beyond that's oh, right your yeah. wildest imaginations in god
0: that's yeah right. that's right he's gonna take you just a little beyond Playing on people's greed. And note, note the gold rim glasses that Coy Barker is wearing. And how much do you think that suit costs? Boy, okay.
9: God's a God of moments. He's a God of timing. He's a God of purpose. He's a God of design. He's a God of intention. Mm. And his intention for you
0: is spelled out right here. That you- yeah, that would be repentance. God's intention is for us to repent, to be forgiven of our sins through the shed blood of Christ, and bear fruit in keeping with repentance and good works, love towards neighbor. Yeah, that's what we're called to. Be
9: in health and prosper in every area of life, in
0: all things that pertain to life. Now, let, let me point out what he just did there. He misquoted... Uh, third John and uh, this is a famous twisting of scripture that televangelists of rod Parsley's ilk engage in and so if you uh, you have your Bible you can open to third John or you can just take a look on my screen third John is a very short epistle it's a it's a letter one chapter long and watch what happens here um, and let, let me pull it up in the King James version because I think it'll help kind of prove the point and of course i got to make the text a little bit bigger um so uh, the apostle john is writing he says the elder unto the well beloved gaius whom i love in the truth beloved i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. and see there you go and so just lift it out of context and and see now there's a promise that god wants you to prosper and to be in health yeah, that's not what's going on there. Now, let me come back to the ESV, which is a a good modern translation, not the only good one, but one of the better ones out there. And we're gonna note here is like, have you ever written a letter to somebody? And you know, and so when when we're in school, we're taught how to write a letter. You know, you put the date on it, you put the address and the name of the person you're sending it to, and then usually it begins with "Dear so and so." And then the opening part of the letter is, is something like, I hope that this letter finds you well. I pray that things are going well with your family, that your wife is is doing better, and you know, heard, heard she was in the hospital and that the kids are better behaved. I heard that they had gotten detentions, you know, something like that, you know. And so usually the be- you know, a letter, and and you know, we have you know, this is letter writing is like a lost art, by the way. Uh, but you know, they still teach it. Uh but that's what's going on here in the opening portion of this letter. Is that this is the you know just wishing you well, hope things are going well, and guys like Rod Parsley take it out of context and turn it into like a universal promise from God when it's not. So here's what John writes to the elder to whom uh, to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth, beloved. I pray that all may go well with you, and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. For I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified to your truth, to your truth, as indeed you are walking in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. This is just the introduction to the letter. So note how he's taken it out of context. Now he's also taking Second Peter uh, chapter one verse three out of context. Let's take a look at that. 2 Peter 1, and uh, and verse 3, uh, His divine power is granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Now that's the ESV. And so you'll note, by the way, if you re- take the time to read 2 Peter, if you haven't ever read it, it's a very important letter in the New Testament because it's one of the most explicit letters warning us about people like... Well, rod parsley, and uh, you know, and so you'll note when we just read this, you know, just read it in passing, it didn't say anything about any promises that God's gonna bless us, you know, with wealth or health or anything like that. In fact, let me read a few pa- uh, portions of Second uh, Peter here to kind of lay our groundwork. Second Peter one one, Simon Peter, uh, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, uh, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of uh, of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Great Christology here, by the way. And you'll note that our faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins is on the same level. Uh, God is no respecter of persons. It's on the same level. It has equal standing as the faith that, uh, that Peter has. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to, To life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped. From the corruption that is the world in the world because of sinful desire, for this very reason, I make every effort to su- supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self control and self control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness. You kind of get the idea here, and then he goes on um, you know to remind them of the the vision that he had on the mount of transfiguration. And he talks about Scripture itself and their experiences. And listen to what he says. Second Peter one sixteen. "'For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty.'" For when uh, he received honor and glory from God the Father, the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice, born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have a prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention, as, a lamp, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day... Uh, dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing that for, that first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture, Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men were spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So here Peter is pointing us as he's getting ready to go to his death, and he's writing this very shortly before he was martyred, and he was martyred by being crucified upside down, and the reason he was crucified. Upside down is because he did not consider himself worthy to suffer the same type of death as Jesus did, and so upon his protestation, they decided to crucify Peter upside down, which he took, took longer for him to die that way, by the way. And so he's as he's getting ready to go to his death, he's pointing us back to the written word of God, and then in chapter two, listen to this, uh, two verse one. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation... From long ago is not idle; their destruction is not asleep. And so, what we're going to see here is an example of the very thing that Peter warns us about. As you know, at Rod Parsley and uh, Coy uh, Barker—they're going to be exploiting people with false words in greed, because this is all about making money. But fascinating that he would invoke Second Peter. You know, that's some dangerous work for a false teacher to do. Because what if somebody actually end up reading the whole letter? Then their their gig would be up. But uh, the reason why they're so confident is because so many people are biblically illiterate, even within the visible uh, church, within visible Christianity. They they have no worries that anyone's going to you know uh, confront them regarding what they're doing here. So they continue
9: life and godliness already provided for That's you right. today. Something's going to happen right. to give you. Now, did
0: you hear that? That's Coy Barker supposedly speaking in tongues, but that's not tongues. That's gibberish. You read Acts chapter 2. The gift of tongues is the miraculous ability to speak in a human language. So that you can proclaim the gospel to somebody in their own native language, so it's a language you've never never studied. So, if, like for instance, if you know you were traveling and you you know, and somehow God gave you the true biblical gift of tongues, and there was somebody there from Swahili in your presence, and all of a sudden you spoke perfect Swahili to preach the gospel to them, that's the gift of tongues. But sitting there going that that ain't tongues. That's just gibberish. And this is all part of a con show, by the way. Access
9: Speak to everything you need. Speak Access. That's, that's a word for that's you right a big now. Word. Access big Access
0: is being made
9: available to you today.
0: Oh, wow. Access is being made. Really? Oh, oh, I hope. Oh, and so note now here that they actually kind of put a timeline on this. Is the access is available today. today. And now. You, you got to act now, man. This access may not be here. In just a few hours. So you – and so no – I mean all of the manipulation techniques, they're playing on your greed or playing upon your bad circumstances, promising you things that God has not promised. And oh, it's – access is being offered to you now. Yeah, this is all a con.
9: So get ready for it. You're going to have to get your heart wide some of you already saying I, I'm gonna get it. Today's yes. my day.
0: Your- I'm gonna get it. Yeah, you know, it's I I feel like I've won the Christian lotto. Oh, oh yay! I'm finally gonna get it. It's it's my turn to win.
9: The ones we are talking to. Dr. Barker, thanks for being back Love with us. You, Pastor. Now I know I know a little bit about where you're going, oh, yeah. but I don't know the whole path. <laughs> so I'm ready to get started. Amen. Take us into that place.
8: God has prepared this moment. Mm-hmm. For you and I, I to connect it. to your friends and partners. I believe it. It's not just another day. No, I not. mean, look at the ring that guy's wearing. Look at the
0: wealth. Look at, wow. I mean, how many tens of thousands of dollars do you think that guy's wearing? Do you think he's wearing a Rolex too?
8: God moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. When he started this ministry just then, he said there are moments. Yeah, moments. If I've ever heard the voice of God.
0: And it sounds this like you haven't. This
8: is it. Doors. Oh,
0: if I've ever heard. Oh, this is the moment, man. You don't want to miss the moment. Ah, quick. Honey, where's my credit card? I don't want to miss the moment.
8: Mm hmm. Yeah. Open. Things are going to happen. You're going to say how in the world.
0: What things are going to happen?
8: There's going to be a supernatural favor mm. that is going to cover you like a blanket, Jesus.
0: Like a Snuggie. Wow. Supernatural Snuggie is coming! Woohoo! Wow! Wait a second. Why should I believe that a supernatural Snuggie is on its way to me?
8: And those that have resisted to give you what's supposed to be in your hands right, already. Right. Oh yeah.
0: See, I'm a victim. I would have this this wealth already if it wasn't for them. Yeah. No, oh man, this is manipulation par excellence. And again, it's all about getting money out of your bank account and into theirs.
8: Yeah. We continue. ...is going to give you a promotion mm. and open a door for yes, you, yes. you can't not open. The Spirit of God is so heavy mm. on this program oh. right now, this very moment. Listen oh. carefully. Paul said it like this, 1 Corinthians two nine. He said, your eyes have not oh, seen. Oh, God. Your ears have never heard. No. It's never entered into your natural heart. Never. What God has already mm. prearranged yeah. and prepared mm. yeah. for you. So you've got to understand this is a... Woohoo!
0: Br- it's my moment! Ah! I've never imagined this before, it's, which is a little beyond... Wait a second here. Is that what... Is that what that passage in 1 Corinthians 2 is about? Was it 1 Corinthians 2 or 2 Corinthians 2? Let's try 1 Corinthians 2. It was 1 Corinthians 2 9, right? Yeah. Let's see here. Um uh, uh, nope, no, nope, it's gotta be 2 Corinthians 2. All right, so 2nd Corinthians 2 9. Let's see here. <sighs> no, it's 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 gotta be first. Josh, you can do the editing here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Yep, here it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Let's apply our three rules for sound biblical exegesis, which are context, context, context. And uh, note what's going on here. Let's see if 1 Corinthians two nine is promising you and me a moment. This moment, right now. But you got to act now because, oh, you know, God's going to do something now. <clears throat> First Corinthians 2, verse 6. Among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it's not a wisdom of the sage or of the rulers of the sage who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of, of God. With which God decreed before the ages for our glory. So none of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the deep, the depths of God. For who knows a person's thought except the Spirit of that person? Which is in him. So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except for the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand things freely given to us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Oh, this isn't talking about my moment now where I'm going to all of a sudden become rich or experience some kind of big breakthrough or turnaround. Yeah these guys are twisting God's word they're blaspheming God and doing so exactly how Peter warned that in you know exploiting people with false words
8: A brand new season. God said he's going to unveil his mighty (laughs) arm of power, and you will see the mighty supernatural. Things are going to happen so quickly Mm. for you.
0: Things, things, man, for you. And listen to how Rob Parsley's playing off this guy. Uh, Oh, man. If you're at this point paying attention to them, and even at all thinking this is legit, you've already... Got your credit card out. These guys have already manipulated you
8: and won. The word of the Lord. When you hear the instruction and you obey the instruction of me and the prophet today, hear me. So
0: we got to obey the instruction of he and the prophet, prophet Rob Parsley. So if I obey the instruction, then what's going to happen,
8: Coy. Alignment yes. in your life that's going to cause things to begin to happen. You needed the wisdom. You needed the guidance.
0: Things are going to happen if I obey what the prophet says.
8: You needed the prayer covering. Mm. And God has connected you into mine and Pastor Rod's life mm. for this moment. For
0: More manipulation.
8: About yesterday. Forget the things which are behind you. This is a new season. <laughs>
0: Philippians 13, just look it up in context. It has nothing to do with what he's talking about here. Every passage he's touching, he's ripping these passages out of context and then weaving them into his tapestry of exploitation, which is what he's doing here.
8: In this new season, it's entered into a sea. Hear hear me, hear me. The word of the Lord saying things that were hard are about to become easy. That's it. Oh, yeah,
0: like algebra. It's always been hard.
8: Things that seem so difficult are going to happen supernaturally in your life. You're going to see that son come into a powerful relationship. You're going to see that mate (laughs) come into a relationship. You're going to see your household come to know the power of freedom Uh in God. There is a new season that God's birthing into your life right now.
0: Really, just because I happen to be watching Rod Parsley. There's a new season. God's going to birth in my life. Uh Uh-huh, right. And if you believe this, you know, I I got a wall in China I can sell you. Really cheap, too.
8: The word of the Lord to you is there is a new season. Now, listen carefully. Okay. Listen carefully. God gave me a word. Here's what the Lord said to me. It like it come up off the pages when I had my face in the carpet. Yeah. Saying, God,
0: I I don't think you ever put your face on a carpet unless you were drunk.
8: Pastor Rod and I get together. What is the word Mm. that he and I is to connect Uh to the heart of the partners and friends? And God said to understand the meaning of the word time, Mm. time.
0: (laughs) Really, that's what God said. You got to understand the meaning of the word time. Okay, I can look that up in a dictionary if you like, but okay.
8: is a window of opportunity that has been created by a God word.
0: A window of opportunity created by a God word. Well, you know, windows close, you know. You don't want to miss this opportunity. See, these guys just want to help you. God has created a window of opportunity through his God word, through the prophet, Rod Parsley. He's just wanting to help you, man. You don't want to miss out on this
8: opportunity, do you? And God has given Pastor Parsley and I a God word mm. to create a God moment what? so that you can step. Now, hear carefully.
0: So he, God gave him a God word to create a God moment so that I can step. Uh huh. And, and what would that step involve? Would it involve? You know, sending in a seed offering to Rod Parsley's ministry.
8: It is crucial. It is important. It is critical yeah. that you move with a hand of God. Yeah. that you move. Oh, it's
0: critical, man. You, you don't want to miss this opportunity.
8: With the voice of God. Mm. I see the Spirit of God going before you, making crooked paths straight. I see the Holy Ghost going before you. When you get there, that's supposed to be a difficult situation. God's going to make it easy. You're going to find a contract that you thought could not be signed. Be signed before you even
0: ask. God is doing contract prophecies.
8: Uh Uh-huh is working in your business. He's working for a promotion for you. He's working to cause a turnaround.
0: Yeah, you want, you want a promotion at work, right? This is an opportunity. You can finally, it was like magic. Okay.
8: Down ...in your family, but you must hear, God has given this word, word. and word. opened up a door, yeah. opened up a window yeah. Oh, yeah. of opportunity yeah. that you yeah, must...
0: They, it's going to close if you don't act quick step through you guys now hear me carefully i'm okay hear
8: me carefully it's important that you don't let your mind no your logic right stop right stop you
0: whatever you do turn your brain off because <laughs> your brain's sitting there going this guy's a ball. run away change the channel man put hide the checkbook and put that credit card down and so he said don't listen to your brain. Don't listen to your why? You, cuz your brain knows, man. This is all an emotional appeal. So you got to turn that brain off cuz your brain's going to stop you from sending your money to them. Yeah. Oh man. This is this is high high manipulation here
8: from the miracle of God. I hear the voice of God miracle miracles. Oh, miracle. God said miracle. No, he's not. are going to happen in your life miracles Mm. are going to be released saith the lord you need right now hear the voice of no
0: thus saith the lord no Uh uh-uh yeah you might want to read up on uh, what happens in scripture to those who blaspheme god's name yeah god talks about him not holding them guiltless yeah you might be wearing the gold right now coy yeah, but on that day when Jesus returns, he he ain't going to be pleased to see you. And you're not going to be thrilled to see him. I assure you of
8: that. Go to that phone and give $50. There it is. Or $100. But there are many of you. Hear the voice of God. There are many of you that's like me and Pastor Parsley. You have to sacrifice $1,000 and say, God, in this new season, Uh. to activate, to step Uh. through the window, I am going to give a $1,000 sacrifice.
0: Do I need to say any more? These people are utter charlatans. There's only one reason why Rob Parsley's breakthrough is on television and on the internet. And it has nothing to do with making disciples, calling you to repentance and the forgiveness of sins, and instructing you in what scripture says. There's only one reason that if that program exists, it's to whip you up into an emotional frenzy to get you to believe with your emotions. I feel this is from God. And uh, oh, the prophet has got a word from God, and the word is miracles, but I got to act, I got to sacrifice a thousand dollars. uh-huh you understand that Scripture teaches us to pray to God, our Father, who art in heaven, Holy is your name. You see, for everybody who's a Christian, God is their Father in heaven. we are adopted children. Of God, because Christ has bled and died for our sins and redeemed us from slavery. And God cares for us as Father, as a Father to us. We don't need to purchase His provision. We don't need to purchase or sacrifice money in order for God to give us the good things that we need. And by the way, wealth isn't all that it's cracked up to be. God hasn't promised you wealth. In fact, in that same prayer that I began, we pray this, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And that's what we pray for. We don't pray for super abundance or any of that nonsense. We pray for God to give us daily bread so that we can feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, take care of ourselves and our children, and also have a little left over so that in generosity we can care for others. Rob Parsley is a snake, and he is doing the epitome of what well Peter said. These he's a man who exploits you with false words in his greed. That's what he's all about. All right, we're up on our second break. If you'd like to email me regarding anything you've heard on this edition or any previous editions of Fighting for the Faith, you can do so. My email address is talkbackatfightingforthefaith.com, or you can subscribe on Facebook, facebookcom forward slash Christian. Follow me on Twitter. My name there at Pirate Christian. Quick break when we come back. We're going to re-release the McCracken. Head down the Planet Shakers and listening to his message titled "Accessing Heaven." Stay tuned. Don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Gibberish is not one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You're listening to Fighting for the Faith. Ridge Christian Radio Theater presents. for additional savings. Again, fightingforthefaith.com. Write down the promo code, click on the ad banner, and save money on your airfare, hotel rooms, and rental cars today.
5: Hey everyone, it's Rex here to tell you about a product that I use on a daily basis. It's coffee by Gillespie. It's delicious. It's got the caffeine you need to be a functioning member of society, and it's it's coffee. milk that's what i call a balanced breakfast so head on over to gillespie.coffee and get some that's g-i-l-l-e-s-p-i-e dot coffee rex out
0: fighting for the faith sermon review time, if you can call it that. Good, the bad, the ugly. We review it all here at Fighting for the Faith. We're an equal opportunity sermon reviewing service. Today's sermon comes to us via Planet Shakers down in Australia. David McCracken presiding, name of the message Accessing Heaven. And we're going to note that um, Bible teaching has um, fallen given way to story time regaling us with legendary tales and things like that but has nothing to do with what god's word says or means it's an epidemic if you would of non-bible teaching just spewing all kinds of nonsense and then blaming it on god the holy spirit yeah it's weird how that works let me go ahead and back off on the music. And without any further ado, here is David McCracken in Accessing Heaven. Here we go.
7: great privilege to be back in the house and to be in the place of worship that I love the most. And you can travel the world to get all the big mega churches, but I'm not exaggerating and I'm not saying it because it's the appropriate thing to say but there is something very wonderful and special about this house. And it flows from the apostolic leadership that we have the privilege of uh,
0: walking with and serving. Apostolic leadership. Yeah, that's right. Planet Shaker is, par- is part of the NAR.
7: ...serving under. And I just want to thank Pastor Russell and Sam and Neil and Leonie this morning, because as apostolic leaders and pastoral oversight, they have so empowered Margaret and myself And not only that, but empowered our family, empowered our team. Over the last few years, the Lord has given me the privilege of raising up various ministries. And today they're touching various nations. But all of them are also empowered by the leadership of this house. And and so the influence of this house just is incredible globally. And I I was waiting on the Lord and just saying, well, Father, what do you want me to bring? What is the... Prophetic words for this year And as clear as anything he says Well I've already given it of course
0: now, yeah, Since when did God start it, Giving prophetic words For individual Calendar years I, I don't seem to recall that practice Ever observed In the ancient church Or even in the church that I grew up in it Seems to have arrived very recently
7: now, I gave it to Pastor Russell um, uh, and that was supernatural increase. But as I listened to the tone of his voice when he was speaking to me, my father, that is.
0: Yeah, not Russell's, but uh, God, he claiming God. Now, now, by the way, uh, David McCracken's father, yeah, he would be the father of all lies. Yeah, so it's a different father than God the Father. He
7: made it very clear. He said supernatural increase and the emphasis was on this word supernatural and I want to lean into that today
0: because how does one lean into such a thing
7: we are called to be a supernatural people living a supernatural
0: life representing a supernatural Christ and, and do you can you show me a text that says we're called to be a supernatural people
7: and I want to share that with you this morning it has been my great privilege and I I think it's just an an amazing act of Father's grace and kindness over the years that he's been filling my life and our lives together. I've been preaching now for 51 years. I started when I was 19, I'll be 71 this year, and for over 50 years, I have watched my father perform miracles that just boggle the brain. And I'm not talking about little
0: things, you know, I'm talking... They all make claims like this, but um, I have yet to see an actual apostolic quality miracle validated and verified. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Yeah, note the lecture we played on Friday of last week by Phil Johnson, very helpful now. Talking about
7: weather changes, I'm talking about incredible miracles taking place. And in my book, You Did What? Um, You Did What is absolutely crammed full of miracles. Why? Because that's just the way we're supposed to live. And, and, And says. Ooh. And I'm not talking about, you know, um, some little, we've used the word miraculous a lot, but I'm talking about things that'll get you laughing, things that'll get you cheering, things that'll get you celebrating. Why? Because it shows the greatness of
0: God. But I wrote it only for... Again, where are we told we have to do this? We're called to proclaim Christ and him crucified for our sins. Where does it say that we have to perform miracles in order to demonstrate the greatness of God? No biblical text says that.
7: Only ...for one reason, and that was to entice you to have a hunger for the miraculous in your own life. And so if it does nothing else but that, I believe it's...
0: Yeah, nowhere are we told to have a hunger for the miraculous. Not one biblical text says that.
7: ...it's accomplished its purpose. And there's other books and tapes and USBs out there as well. But I want to lean into this morning creating this hunger. And uh, my theme for today is accessing heaven. And you might say, well, I thought you talked about supernatural. That's right. Because the heaven, we use the term heaven, but in fact, heaven is simply the presence of God. And so really, if we access the presence of our father, if we live in his presence, miracles will happen.
0: Which text says we need to learn how to access his presence and then by doing so, miracles will happen? You're just making that up. No biblical text teaches this. And the
7: supernatural is the overflow of a life that is fully committed to and fully surrendered to our Father's love and purpose.
0: Uh, so you've got to fully submit and surrender before you'll see those miracles. Got it.
7: And so I, above all else, want today for you to get the key. Pastor Russell has been speaking to us about the keys of the kingdom. Very, very powerful messages. And I want to give you one of those keys today. I want to give you the key to accessing Father's actual presence
0: so that you can see what he does. If there was a key to accessing God's presence then it would be in Scripture. Jesus himself literally says, where two or more are gathered in his name, he is present. Yeah, no key necessary. That's where two saints or more are gathered in the name of Christ, Christ is present. As
7: in the world of his reality, and then you can have the boldness to do it in the world of your reality. And so that's where we want to go today as we lean into that. Okay, let's just pray. Father, we ask that the spirit of revelation will come upon us today. We ask, Father, that right now in this place, men and women, young people will have an aha moment when it goes from the head to the heart. Lives will be changed forever forever and your authority and your kingdom power will be released in the days that lie ahead for every man and woman and young person in this building that has a hunger for it. Father, thank you for eyes to see now. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? I was in a place called Arusha, uh, east coast of Africa, in 2004. And one morning, the Lord woke me up uh, at 4.30 in the morning, and he said, if you will raise up a prophetic team to change nations, I'll give you a place to do it in. And I said, okay. I didn't know what it meant, but I said, okay. Uh,
0: Really? God told you that? Uh Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I don't believe you.
7: Uh, And he immediately showed me lawns Trees, builds he showed me the actual property. Now now here's the deal. Eighteen months later we found it. One, it had already been sold to somebody else. Two, it was completely outside of any possibility of our financially getting it. Yet, in spite of those two points, we ended up buying it by a series of miracles, and today we're still there. Okay, but I want to tell you that the reason we had the miracles and the reason we're still there and the reason why we did raise up a team of ministries on that property was because of what I saw. I I, I really want you to see this. I was in Africa. The property was in Melbourne. How did I
0: see it? Yeah, I don't... How, how can I get verification that that actually took place? You're just telling me a story. I see no evidence. In fact, I have no reason to believe you're telling anything that actually really happened.
7: Uh, I, I was in 2004. The event that he was showing me was 18 months later in 2006. So how did I see it? Friends, I not only want to tell you how I saw it, but much more importantly, I I'm want to tell you how you can see it. Because
0: it's supposed to be as natural as breathing air. It's not- Which biblical text says that having prophetic revelation sh- for me or any other Christian should be as natural as breathing air? I can't think of a single biblical text that says that. It's
7: not complicated. It's not spooky. We are called to be a supernatural people, and so let's lean
0: in. Yeah, again, I would like to see that text. Please show it to me again. You just keep making these assertions, but not showing me from the Bible.
7: Lean into that together. Are you with me? Okay. Matthew six ten is a scripture that's been quoted a lot in the last while. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on this earth. As it is in heaven. Now, I looked up all the Greek on this, and I'm conscious that um, Dr. Clayton Coons is sitting there, so he'll hold me to account if I misquote anything. Okay? But um, he's probably too polite to point it out in the middle of the service, so I'm grateful. (laughs) Um, But I looked it up, and I really studied it, and I thought, you know... I can paraphrase, paraphrase Matthew 6.10 this way. And I think it's got on the screens or it will get on the screens. And this is what it says paraphrased. Reveal your indisputable authority to rule on this planet by your will being carried out on the earth in exactly the same manner in which we see it done in
0: heaven and Yeah, that's not what the Greek says at all. You said you looked it up. You said you looked it up. And you even have somebody in the audience who apparently is going to validate this. I just happen to have a degree in biblical languages. Matthew 6.10. El Theato. E Your kingdom come. Or come. Your kingdom. Mm-hmm. Next part. Gennete to to thelema su your will be done hosen urano ke epiges as in heaven so upon the earth. What you just said is not what the Greek says at all. I just literally read it out. In fact, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, is a almost word for word you know, rendering of what the Greek says. Now, the word order in Greek is a little bit different, but the meaning is the same as what we read in just a standard English translation. You said you looked up the words, but it's clear that you have no clue what Greek means or how it even works. You're engaging in a great con. We continue.
7: And when we say the word heaven, we mean eternity, the spirit world of father's presence in other words if we carry out the will of our father on this earth in your environment your home your office exactly as you see it done in the world of his reality the kingdom's come his authority has been no has been revealed
0: now now friends now keep in mind in the heavenly kingdom there is no marriage (laughs) Well, that would mean there's no marriage here. And so as soon as we obliterate marriage, then that means the kingdom's come, right? Uh Uh-huh. And
7: Pastor Russell also said, I loved that message last Sunday. How many enjoyed that? Pretty powerful stuff. He said that authority is greater than power. And the kingdom is the authority of God revealed. But how do you carry that authority? How do you demonstrate that authority? My friends, I want to suggest to you, it's all determined by what you see.
0: When the st- but It's determined by what I see? I see North Dakota. What are you talking about?
7: The storm rages. What do you see? The storm or the master that's far greater than the storm? And what do you see? When the hosts of hell seem completely overwhelming, what do you see? Do you see the greatness of the opposition? Or do you see the all supremacy of Jesus King who is greater than the opposition? It's a matter of what you see. When you have electricity bill, that's $800 and you have $100 left in your wallet, what do you see? Do you see the lack or do you see... The one who with a one word of his mouth can multiply bread to feed thousands, or put a gold coin in a fish's mouth. I mean it's a matter of what you see. Now, that was just the intro. John four twenty four says, God is spirit. And the Greek word there, spirit, is the word pneuma, Uh, pneuma, it means a breath of air. The only important thing you need to get a hold of right now, that God is spirit. In other words, he doesn't have any tangible human substance, his presence fills the universe. And the only exceptions to those are the times when he has chosen to manifest himself or manifest something out of his world like an angel. He, he manifests at times into our world in order to get a message across to us. Uh-oh, when he wanted to tell Israel that he was with them day and night and was not going to leave them, what happened? He, he manifested his presence As a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. We all know that he's not a cloud and he's not a pillar of fire. But he manifested it that way. Why? Because he wanted to get the message across. He
0: sent angels who... No text says why. Yeah, you just made that up
7: who have no physical form either. But he manifests them at various times to Abraham or Gideon, whoever it was. Why? Because he wanted to communicate a message. Hey, great strength, great power is on your side. Heaven's hosts are standing with you. And so there's always a point to his manifestation. And so the whole point is that we have to have eyes to see You know, uh, Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood can't reveal this to you. You've got to get this from heaven. This has got to be a revelation. Your eyes have got to be open to see. But there's always a point to it. Father is trying to communicate. Like when the disciples were with Jesus. So
0: so God's trying to communicate. Is he incapable of communication? What a lame God. I'm God. I'm trying to communicate something to you. Yeah, when God talks, people listen. Yeah. <laughs> he never tries to communicate. Jesus, and
7: Father says, okay, now I gotta communicate to this mob that that, that the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, are actually going to work together. They're not enemies. They're going to work in perfect harmony together. So what does he do? He gets Moses and Elijah, who've been dead for years. They have no physical body left, okay? They are spirit. But for the purpose of the communication, he has Moses and Elijah appear to, and with Jesus, and they have this chat on the mountain. We don't even know what they said. It's not what they said is immaterial. The fact that the Old Testament law and the prophets was talking with Jesus.
0: Yeah, it's strange. The uh, book of Luke actually tells us that they were discussing with Jesus his exodus. That's how the Greek reads. Yeah, I'm just saying
7: of Jesus, told those disciples right there on the spot, hey, old covenant, new covenant, perfect harmony, weird. And so God's always got a purpose for his manifestation. you with me? Take a look at the miracles of Jesus now. John chapter 5, verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. Oh, I hope you get a hold of the scripture. But what he sees, what he sees, the father do. For whatever he, that is the father, does, where does he do it? Father is spirit. So where's father doing it? He's doing it in spirit. He's doing it. The, the spirit world is coexisting with your world and my world. The spirit world's right here now. The presence of God's right here now. You've got, my Father's already here. You got what I'm saying? For those who have an eye to see.
0: And so for whatever he, the Father, does... Now, a little bit of a note. John five 10, nineteen. he's totally taken this out of context and misapplied it. And one of the first guys to use this text in this way is Henry Blackaby. If you've ever gone through the Blackaby you know, experiencing God curriculum, throw it away. The whole premise is based upon the mangling of uh, John 5.19. So here's what it says. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, amen, amen, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. Or whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son, shows him all that he himself is doing, and greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. So the idea then behind the text is that Jesus is discussing himself. This is not a prescriptive text that now then you've got to see what the Father is doing in the spirit realm and then do accordingly like Jesus did. No text ever teaches us to do that. But uh, fellows like um, the McCracken mangle this text and uh, and teach us that, well, we've got to do the things that the Father is doing, and we can see what they are in the spirit realm. That's hogwash.
7: ...in the spirit world of his reality, the Son also then does in the like manner. And the word also means uh, in the Greek... Kai it means the cumulative effect. So I, I want you to get a hold of this. So the...
0: where do you find that the word Kai, which means and, um, means the cumulative effect? What are you saying? That's ridiculous. And the, you know a Kai here in John uh, five nineteen would have no bearing like that. What are you talking about?
7: The cumulative effect of Jesus seeing his father do something in a glimpse of moment of time in the spirit world automatically triggered him to do it tangibly. And so he's walking, and because he was filled with the spirit, governed by the spirit, directed by the spirit 24-7, he's just walking down a road, and all of a sudden he he sees a picture. He's just a little glimpse of father healing the guy by the side of the road. It's in his spirit-controlled imagination, if you want to put it that way, but it's Holy Spirit revelation, and he's walking along. He's suddenly, ah, and immediately does it without hesitation and with complete boldness, complete confidence. Why? Because he's just seen it.
0: Yeah, uh, you're just adding to Scripture. Where is that account written for us? Yeah, I don't recall that account where Jesus saw that thing and then did that thing.
7: Because he's just seen it, and that's what verse 20, go on to verse 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows him, shows him, allows him to see all things that he himself does. Well, where does he do it? In the spirit world, the world of his reality. And he, Father, will show him, Jesus, greater works than these that you may marvel. So, so how are you going to marvel? Because of the miracles that Jesus does, or you do. But how do you do the miracle? You, you, you're not greater than Jesus. Jesus said, I can't do anything unless I see my Father do it. But the moment, the second I see my Father do it, ha, I immediately carry it out in the world that is around me at that moment. And my friends, that's the simple secret of the miraculous.
0: Really, the simple secret of the miraculous. By the way, um, I'm looking at the uh, the Greek of uh, John 5:19. Epicrinata un ha iesu kai elegen, altois amen, amen, lego, human, u, dunatai ha huios, poien af eaton, eatu, uden, eon, me ti blepe. Uh, ta patera poi eh, ah, gar an ekenas e Kai ha, ha poe. There is no Kai. I just read out the text in Greek. There is no Kai in John five nineteen. Not one. And he made a whole point about Kai being the cumulative effect. The Kai doesn't even appear. In John five nineteen, this guy is a charlatan.
7: Our prayer should not give, Lord, give me more power and huff and puff. No, we should actually make the prayer, Father, give me eyes to see. <laughs> Father, give me eyes to see. Because I, if I can see it, I can do it. And I'm not trying to just sell the
0: book. But I tell you what, that book is chock-a-block full of... I'm not just trying to sell a book, which means he's trying to sell a book. But that's not the only thing he's trying to do the miracles
7: i'm talking about snow in the middle of summer i'm talking about miracles that are actually creative miracles and, and and when people were saying to me you've got to be more reasonable don't be ridiculous that can't happen and yet it took place why because i saw it the moment you see it it's already accomplished therefore your faith is not creating anything your fa-
0: utter nonsense this is not a biblical doctrine
7: your faith is simply drawing it from the realm of his reality into the world of your reality
0: but <laughs> you got to see it but you got to see and it it happens in a split how am i supposed to see it then you know i've got to see it first so how do i do it second of time. Friends, the simple, uh,
7: uh, how can I put it, secret of the miraculous. Jesus did
0: because he saw. I do because... I no, Jesus did because he's God in human flesh.
7: I see... Now, all of that brings incredible clarity to Matthew 16, 19. Let's read that. Matthew 16, 19, we know it pretty well. But now read it through a different set of eyes and take it in the Amplified. I will give you the keys, that is the authority, of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper or unlawful on earth will have already been bound in heaven is that up there
0: yeah by the way this passage is referring to the forgiveness of sins yep it is and how do we know this we know it from the cross reference and the cross reference is found in the gospel of john chapter 20 verse 23 If you forgive the sins of any, they are already forgiven them. That's how the verbs work, by the way. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. This has to do with what is called the office of the keys. And what he's doing with this passage is absolutely criminal. The word already? Mm Mm-hmm. And whatever you loose, that is, permit,
7: declare, lawful on earth, will have already been loosed.
0: No, this is not word of faith stuff.
7: In heaven. You getting what it's saying here? You can't go around binding and loosing stuff. You don't have that kind of authority. But my king does. My my father does. And the moment I see him having something bound in the realm of his reality, I can bind it on the earth.
0: So I've got to see it bound in the realm of his reality first. How do I go about seeing that again?
7: Now, I've been in hospital from various stages of my life, and I know that as I kind of lying in that hospital bed surrounded by very anxious, fearful people kind of, and I'm lying there having this wonderful little trip and there's a smile on my face because me and my father are just talking about stuff and, and they, they, I don't know how many times and Margaret's here, I'm not exaggerating how many times I have had, heard the words, what's the matter with you? don't you know how serious this is? Uh, Are you not facing reality? And and, uh, friends, I wasn't being super stupid. It's because of what I could see. My father was talking to me about stuff I was going to be doing 10 years from now. So what on earth would I be anxious about? I was just having an enforced rest and having lots of people wait on me. It was cool. <laughs> and it, it, it's what you can see. And the result of what you can see is the miraculous. There's a cool story. We may not have time to turn to all the scriptures, but there's a really cool story in Kings. Uh, it's 2 Kings 6 for reference. but. Don't bother going there. And it's the, one of the best stories. Because the king of Syria is trying to destroy Israel. And and so he's making these war plans. But because he he really, really wants to keep them secret, he, he, he takes everybody into his bedroom. Because he figures that's the most secure room in the entire palace. Nobody can hear him when he's in the bedroom. And so... He's having these plans, and then they go to carry out these plans, and Israel's is standing there waiting for him to ambush them every single time. In the end, he gets so brassed off with this, he says, Which one of you guys is a traitor?
0: By the way, this is what's called a descriptive text, not a prescriptive text. Nowhere are we prescribed to do likewise as Elisha did. And they
7: say, it's not us. It's that prophet in Israel. Every time you breathe a word in your bedroom, he hears it. Every time we do anything, he sees it. And he just tells the king of Israel all the time. Well, I think that's one of the coolest stories in the Bible. Just just imagine if every business leader could, could actually see their opposition before they even took place. Wouldn't that be something? Why not? Why not? Why not? I've had it happen many times. Friends, we got to up what we believe for. We've got to really, uh, you know, and... and And so then the king of Syria sends his army, and the army camps around where Elisha and his servant is, and he's out to destroy them, and his servant gets up, and he says, oh, now we're cooked, for sure. And Elisha said, well, actually, more are they that are with us than they are that are with them. And that must have sounded like insanity. And you might as well settle it. If you're going to walk a walk of miraculous faith, people will think you're nuts. But the wonder of it was, the servant must have said, wait a minute, even I can do basic maths. One and one, that's true. There's hundreds of them out there. And then Elisha says, oh, Father, Open his eyes that he might see. And and, and the young man wasn't blind. He could see the Syrians. But Elisha was saying, Father, let him see what I already see. And it says then that Father opened his eyes. And suddenly he saw. And there were horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I love the original description of this in the Hebrew because it it makes it quite clear that, that they were attached to Elisha. Their epicenter was Elisha. Wherever Elisha went, all the horses and chariots of fire went. And he was the point of attachment. No wonder the man was so bold. It was because of what he could see. How on earth could that man ever be intimidated when he could see that lot? Now the spirit world doesn't have any tangible human substance. But what Father was doing was manifesting the powers of heaven, the angelic host, in such a way that in his day, in his environment, it would communicate the message. Today it might be tanks, I don't know. In those days it was horses and chariots because that was what was needed to convey the message. As soon as his eyes were open to see. Friends, Jesus had eyes to see 24-7. And it's a hunger. But my question is, what did he see? And how can you see it? He saw a spiritual reality. Friends, I'm not spooky. Anybody knows me knows I'm not spooky. In fact, I, I, I've got a.
0: Yeah, actually, you are. You're extremely spooky, very creepy. A campaign to
7: de spookify the prophetic, all right? I, I, no, I don't like spooky. But I know the existence of my Father. I know the existence of the spirit world, and I'm not shy about it. My Father is spirit, and He lives in a world coexistent with mine. He's right here, right now. And at any given moment, He can let me see. And I'm telling you, friends, it's intoxicating, it's irresistible. And how do I know? Because I'm living there. I'm living there.
0: Look, I... I... Notice, how does he know? Not because Scripture says so. Because he claims he's living there. It's all based upon his experience, not a clear teaching in the Word of God. Yep.
7: I was on the way to Adelaide in a, in a few months ago, and I was going up this escalator, and I don't know what people thought, because they all looked rushed and hurried, and I had this little grin on my face, and it's because of what I could see. I was I was conscious that there was an escalator there. I was conscious of all the people, but um, me, and my father were talking about stuff, and it was great. And we are having this little communication. You say, "Well, how does that happen?" It's not spooky.
0: Yeah. Um, usually, people who hear voices in their head, yeah, they they need psychiatric assistance and help. Just saying.
7: When when you get saved and full of the Holy Ghost, God doesn't destroy your imagination. He just takes it over.
0: Yeah, which text says that God takes over our imaginations? Again, you're just making up theology left and right here. None of it's biblical.
7: He knows that that's the best way to communicate with you. And I can be in my office, I can be up with the gum trees in the rouge where most of it takes place, or I can be in an airport. It doesn't make, it, or a hospital. It doesn't make any difference when your eyes have been opened to see. I was out walking two days ago
0: and I knew I was coming. Here we go, regaling us with more stories about himself, with himself as the only proof that his stories are actually true.
7: I was coming here, and I'm just walking along, and suddenly I saw Pastor Russell a few months from now. And I, what the Lord showed me was the Spanish galleon filled with treasure had been sunk in these shallow waters, but no one knew it was there. And what? And then that was hundreds of years ago. And then today, I saw Pastor Russell getting a call. This is all figurative, but it's meant to convey a message. I, I saw this nondescript little fishing boat uh, with insignificant people in it, apparently. But they got in trouble and they called out for help. And I could see Pastor Russell. People saying you can't break stride, you can't break momentum, you, you can't do that. you know. And yet something rose up and said I'm, I'm going to rescue that bunch. I'm going after that bunch. And, and something about the rescue effort of this little group caused him to discover what was beneath and the treasure that lay there. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'll say that word now because I know sometime over the next few months that's exactly what's going to take place and it will help Pastor Russell, you know, step illogically over the line at that moment. See, see, friends. When you have eyes to see, it can happen all the time. I've had prophetic words walking through a car park. Well, why? Why? What happens with that? Well, I just for a moment, Father just draws the the veil back. There, there's no, there's no separation between us and Him. He rent the veil and two. He 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 declared once and for all that He didn't want any separation between your world and His. I was glancing around just a few moments ago and suddenly this man, I'm sorry I don't know you, my brother, but you're on the front row and you just look to your left and you're, I'm pointing rudely right at you. Give me a little wave. Yes. And I glanced at you and suddenly I saw uh, this people who were in utter despair and darkness And but the thing that I noticed about them was that they were had barbed wire coiled around them. And suddenly God was giving you a burden. And as you went to help them, you realized you had to get the barbed wire off. And you carefully were taking the barbed wire off. You can still see it. And every now and again you get
0: a prick, obviously. And the Lord just was saying to you that don't care. Notice, every biblical text he's touched, he's mangled and somehow made it you know, as a proof text for how amazing and super, supernatural he is. But each text has been twisted. Yep. I care
7: about the pricks you get on the way because he'll swiftly and easily heal those to stay resolved because I can see you taking it off them and freedom coming into their lives. And I believe that's coming up in the next few months or so. The burden of a people like that will touch your heart. Okay, now what did I see? I I, I I just It's just a glimpse. But friends, what I so desperately want to do with you today is to take it out of the, the realm of, oh, well, the visiting speaker can do it. Pastor Russell can do it. Oh, the odd two spooky ones, they can do it. Now, I want to take it completely out of that context. Jesus was the first born of many Jesus was the type of how you should live every one of you but the fact but the
0: challenge is access really Jesus is the type that every one of you know that every one of us should live right let me give you a biblical text that absolutely debunks that 2 Corinthians Chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. The Apostle Paul says, The signs of a true apostle were performed among you with utmost patience with signs and wonders and mighty works. Notice the signs and wonders and mighty works were the signs of a true what? Apostle. Uh-huh. And Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2, um, says this, starting uh, through uh, halfway through verse 3, It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Yeah, again, signs of the apostles. And note here, the fact that these were the signs of the apostles meant that in the early church, the only people who really had the super de duper miracle working abilities, yeah, those would be the apostles because those were their signs if this was supposed to if Jesus was a prototype for how everybody is supposed to be in the uh, in the kingdom of God, every Christian is supposed to be, then why weren 't all the Christians in the time of the the New Testament was being written, why weren 't they all um, doing these miracles themselves as well. And then you think of uh, 1 Timothy 5.23, where Paul literally is saying to uh, Timothy, uh, no longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. Note that uh, Paul didn't sit and go, wait a second, Jesus is a prototype, man, of, of all the miracles we're supposed to be doing. Why don't you just heal yourself or go to somebody in the church there at Ephesus, you know, and, you know, they should be able to heal you lickety-split. Instead, he points to the medicinal use of wine. That doesn't make any sense. If Jesus is the prototype for how we're all supposed to be acting miraculously, and you'll note then this is that, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, that. There are no Jesus-quality miracles being performed by anybody on planet Earth today. Whether they are a cessationist or a continuationist, ain't nobody out there performing Jesus-quality miracles, not one.
7: ...to that's unconditional. No. Now, every born-again believer is going to heaven, not touching that. Every born-again believer can come to church and celebrate and have a glorious time, and I'm not touching any of that. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about seeing in order for the miraculous to be a normal part of your life. Is that...
0: Yeah, how many people are out there seeing? Are you seeing? Why aren't you seeing so that the miraculous can be a normal part of your life? all based upon a twisting of John 5:19 unconditional well
7: not according to pastor Russell's sermon last week or message last week which I haven't I can't even, don't even know where it is but I know I wrote it down and he he spoke about the the um, the, the keys of the kingdom remember that and you have to have the keys uh, and he mentioned some of the keys didn't he humility uh, a peacemaker a uh, purity of heart uh, uh, And uh, friends the keys to the kingdom, the authority and dominion of God being expressed that's not unconditional that's for those who are what? in spirit, those who are under the dominion of the Holy Spirit those who have a pure heart before God and before man, why? why is it conditional? well because friends, the, unless the Holy Spirit has got absolute control of you how on earth can he show you Now, I don't have time because that thing up there tells me I don't. Um, But in your own time, take a look at Revelation 4 and Revelation
0: 1. So, no, in order for the Holy Spirit to operate, you've got to be fully yielded, 100% in control by the Holy Spirit. So few people achieve that. You know, I would argue nobody does. And he's putting stipulations on the miracles of God that no human being ever had. Yeah, including Peter and John and... Paul. It's incredible. It says that
7: John was in spirit. And suddenly, I love this, and suddenly a door was opened in heaven. But friends, if I had another half an hour, I'll tell you what that actually means. The word doors were thorough. It means a portal or opening.
0: Oh, no, a, a portal opened up. Here we go again with this portal nonsense.
7: He was, And the word when, he's, when he was looking, the word look there is for an intense, penetrating gaze as one that fully expects to see something. So he's not having a glance, but he's leaning into it. He, he is looking, determined to see. And as he's in that kind of an attitude, what happens? Well, Holy Spirit opens a window. And let him see. And friends, I'm telling you, that's the secret of the miraculous. Live a life that's under dominion. Live a friends only a fully surrendered life is a fully empowered life.
0: Yeah, are you fully see the re, So when somebody tries this, then yeah, welcome to the miracle. Things aren't happening for me, man. Oh, dude, you're not fully surrendered enough. But next week,
7: next month, the rest of this year, the years that lie ahead of you, they can either be a normal, natural life, occasionally blessed by God, or they can be literally what Matthew 6 told us to pray.
0: Yeah, Matthew 6 is not telling us that we are to operate in the miraculous. You are a deceiver extraordinaire here. Wow. Your
7: kingdom, authority, and dominion come. Your will be done in my world, just as I have seen it in heaven. Friends, that is my anticipation. I wake up with it every morning of my life, and occasionally I lose sight of it. And that's why God gave me a wife like Margaret who remind me. Friends. Your anticipation, your expectation. In that scripture in John, it is incredibly clear that he was looking intently because he fully expected something
0: super. Cue sappy music. This is an emotional manipulation technique designed to create the false impression. God, the Holy Spirit is now falling on the audience. It- Get them to make decisions. Apparently, the decision is that you're going to d- decide to see in the Spirit so you can see what the Father is doing so that you can bring it to earth, you know? Uh-huh. Supernatural.
7: And I want to encourage you when you're having times of intimacy and wonder with your Father. Pastor Russell said you can worship but not listen. I can tell you something. You can worship and not see. Unless you're looking. You see, friends, the thing, and I'm going to wind it up here, but but listen to me. I don't want to mislead you. I don't want to mislead you.
0: Yeah, you've been doing that the whole sermon.
7: Presence has never changed. It's still holiness and power and dominion. And sin never has been able to exist in that kind of a presence of holiness. just can't do it.
0: Yeah, so you can eradicate sin in your life just by being in the presence of that kind of holiness. Yeah.
7: That's why the keys are purity of heart, purity of motivation, purity of desire. And I have asked the Lord about that sometimes. And he said, it's a bit like this. And I want this picture in your mind. It's a bit like this. I travel a lot. And you pay for a ticket. And you've got a boarding pass. You're legally on that plane. And you have been given 24-7 legal access into your father's presence. And he stands waiting for you. With open arms, unconditional acceptance, indescribable love. But what happens before you get on the plane? Or you go through this thing. And if you have scissors, it's happened to me twice. If you have scissors in your hand luggage, you've got to give them up. But I'm, I'm, I'm on this plane, sorry, not with the scissors you ate. But, but i got a boarding pass. Yeah, yeah, fine, but you're not getting on it with those scissors. You've got...
0: Now, note the biblical way that we deal with sin. Uh, 1 John 1. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Repent. Confess your sins be forgiven. Christ has bled and died for those sins. What is he talking about? I, I have no idea what he's talking about. To leave the
7: scissors at the gate and fringe... It's not that God doesn't want you and wouldn't embrace you, but it's
0: sin that can't exist in his presence. So, friends, leave the scissors at the gate. Yeah, just, just walk away from the scissors, man. This is not a solution for sin. This guy is no prophet of God. He's not hearing from Jesus or God the Father. He is one of the false prophets that we have been warned about in Scripture.
7: They plumber aren't worth it. And I'd like us to stand and close and make a declaration of a prayer. And I'd like you to put that prayer up and we won't hurry it. We're going to pray it from our hearts as our fervent, passionate Planet Shakers can do. All right?
0: They're going to make a declaration, folks. I and mean, This is important stuff going on here, apparently.
7: Now, are, are the words up there? Father, I crave? No? Okay. Yeah, okay. Out loud as true fervent disciples. Father, I crave a new intimacy with your heart. I place my imagination
6: under the direct government of the... I... I...
0: I, I. (laughs) Place my imagination under your government. What on earth? This is not a confession of sins. What is this?
1: Of the Holy Spirit.
7: Father, let me see what you desire me to see. I declare my hunger to see you in your majesty and power, your authority and dominion. And your love
0: and affection. Yeah, this declaration is not a prayer and it's not a confession of sins. This is just an abomination of blasphemous statements and claims.
7: Everybody says.
0: Yeah, done. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, we, we learned a lot about Dave McCracken. Every biblical text, totally twisted. Twisted the way the devil twists the Bible, too, by the way. His father is not God the Father, you know, first person of the Holy Trinity. His father is the father of lies, the devil himself. This was absolutely just demonic doctrines on parade, deceiving people from one who is really, truly deceived and unhinged from Scripture. Whoa. So what'd you think? Love to get your feedback. If you'd like to email me regarding anything you've heard on this edition or any previous editions of Fighting for the Faith, you can do so. My email address is talkback at fightingforthefaith.com, or you can subscribe on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Christian. Follow me on Twitter, my name there at Pirate Christian. Until tomorrow, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ in his vicarious death on the cross. For
1: all of your sins. Amen.